Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> welcome back to my podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's I'm very appreciative. The one that you do all of the editing and recording for. Hey, and you know. <laughs> someone's got to do it. I think it's a tough job, but you know, it's okay. Um, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing going to be discussing a Netflix original movie that is a couple of years old. I believe it came out in was it 2018? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when it was. I um, mean, it's called Six Blooms. Um, and if you've ever seen the show Broad City, the main actress in um, this movie, her name is Abby Jackson. She also plays the main character in Broad City, and it's a great show. Oh, very nice. That, that I've not seen, but the main guy actor is which one of the Francos. <laughs> I can't remember his first name. One of those Francos. Dave, maybe? Um, so initial thoughts and reactions on this film. Yeah, so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this as we were watching it, because like the first anyway i don't know but ultimately when we tie in the sort of symbolism and like the journey that the main character has to go on like i i like the idea of the movie i'm not i'm not sure that it's a movie i would watch again and or even recommend to anyone but oh. i enjoyed it for what it was if that See, makes sense I I am on the opposite side of that. I you hate it? It was one of the best movies oh. I've seen in a really long time. Mm. I thought that from like a somatic point of view, it was so well done. And I was like very interested throughout yeah. the movie. I thought the way that it was shot was fascinating. I loved like the whole metaphor of yeah. the like, drowning underneath you know underneath the water that she was drowning underneath like the weight of her brother yeah um, I, I i loved it <laughs> I would recommend i would even watch it a second time if anybody wants to come and watch it with me after covid <laughs> <laughs> after covid yes <laughs> next fall probably <laughs> three years from now but uh yeah no i mean i i enjoyed it and I, yeah, I don't know why it wasn't like a 100% thing for me, but I, I think that it's a, an important story to tell. And I think they did do a really good job telling it. Yes. But I, I don't know if it's like a, an everyday an everyday watch, type, you know, like a, a yearly watch type movie for me. Or no, it's, it's definitely not like the type of movie you would sit down with like a bowl of popcorn and <laughs> watch for for fun right <laughs> it's more like if you're in the mood for like an artsy yeah kind of very very like graphic in a lot of ways you know like almost unpleasant and hard to watch movie with like you know like him getting sick and you yeah. know like at the diaper and you know like and just like very like gritty detail on this kind of life that she is is living because of her brother. So maybe I should have started with like saying what the movie is about. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a story of um, a sister named Katie and her brother Seth. And her brother is a heroin addict, and he has relapsed again, kind of at the start of the movie. And she like recognizes it immediately. It becomes very clear that this is like 
um, something that happens frequently in their relationship and that she's kind of taken on the full weight of like responsibility of handling and dealing with. And, and the idea is that it's like drowning her and, mm-hmm. you know, pulling her own personal life, you know, underneath with it kind of thing. Yeah. At first I was kind of like, it, it took me a moment to get that the drowning sequences were metaphor. Like at first uh-huh. I was like, uh, did were they in a situation with drugs and they were like accidentally drove off a river or something? What ha- or drove oh, off a river, no. drove off a road? Like what happened? Drove right off the river. <laughs> off the river. <laughs> but um, on the land. <laughs> but about like halfway through, I was like, oh no no no, this, she's like drowning. Of course, it helps with like the self help thing in the background, talking about the boat going underwater and stuff or whatever. Yeah, that was. I'm I'm assuming we're supposed to just assume. Yeah. Like, had a self-help book or a book on tape or something that she was regularly listening to um yeah something like that playing in the background right but it, it does touch on a really important thing which is like the difficulty of of having someone in your life who you really want to get better who is struggling with an addiction whether it be drugs or whatever right um yeah, I think that you could easily substitute almost any addiction into like, you know, a situation. And yeah. you know, I'm sure the feelings that Katie is experiencing would be very similar with, you know, any kind of addiction like that. Definitely. And so, yeah, I really like that they showed that. And, um, you know, it, it is it brings about a lot. It shows a lot of like the moments that I think help people remain enablers in a way, yeah. because you know, he was like really in a state, but after she had gone through all this stuff to get the drugs and the needles and like he actually shot up, he was instantly like the brother that she's always known and loved again. And she was so happy with him in the car, like he was singing and they were joking and they were going to go see fireworks and like all this stuff. Right. Um, And I think I can, I can see how you, you fall into this like false sense of, of hope because of course then he's also talking a lot about like, you know, I'm going to go to rehab this time. It's going to be great. Like, this feels different. And it like... Different, right. You know, yeah. this time work kind of thing. And I'm sure she's probably heard that before. Right. Yeah. But I can see how you, you know, seeing the like... Yeah. It, it, the dynamic between them, I can see how you can easily... She could easily fool herself into thinking that everything's going to be okay because even though he was like really high during that time, like he was him again and he was a quote, okay in a way, but he was, and he wasn't like, even at you see him like, you know, putting his daughter into like a kind of a dangerous situation where he's spinning around too fast. And if you're going to hit her head, you know, you can't spin her that quickly. So even, you know, though he's happy and, and high, he's not um, still like responsible in any way. No, not at all. Well, that and just like, yeah, just most of the, yeah, the, the immense irresponsibility, which makes me like very, I guess maybe he, was he just like, is this his week with Ella in their like custody or was his like partner even, even worse of an addict? Or like, I would like to know what the custody situation is between them. Yeah, I, I definitely wondered that as well, because we don't get the sense that um, Ella this mother's in the picture at all. Like they mm-hmm. don't talk about her mother. She's, you know, not shown at all. So I almost wondered if he's like kind of like a single dad situation <laughs> where like the mother is more absent at least than he is because it doesn't seem like, like if you knew that 
your child's father was a drug addict, like, why would you choose to leave, you know, your daughter with him, mm-hmm. you know, by themselves? And it kind of seemed like in what we see of his apartment um, at the beginning of the movie there, it kind of seems like it's set up to have a kid there on a you know, regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did wonder, like, you know, where is this girl's mother? Does she have one? <laughs> yeah, I think I think he did mention a Monica or some some M name, like at the time, almost immediately at the beginning when Katie was telling him that he needed to go into the 10 day program instead of the four day or whatever. And he oh. was like, he said something about like, I, you know, first of all, he can't do that because of the job because his their dad helped him get the job and he would know. But then he said also like, Monica wouldn't let me see Ella or something like that. Oh, okay. So, I'm, but it, I'm still confused about like the situation, but. And how well, long has it been since his relapse? Right. Like, well, maybe he's been clean for, you know, right. six or eight months or something. And Ella's mom, you know, allowed him to see her for the weekend or whatever. And you know, he, it, it was a mistake. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, the, the worst scene in this is just like watching him use toilet water <laughs> <laughs> with his heroin and then proceed to shoot up with it. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's probably something that happens that I'd never considered before. And it was jarring. I also hadn't considered that before either, but then like, it, it kind of brings into, it, it kind of clarifies how, you know, so many people who have, are like sort of hardcore drug addicts or have been into drugs for a very long time end up with like multiple diseases as well. Like not only through needle sharing, but, you know, potentially things like this as well. Or the fact that like the drugs that you're taking were like apparently being stored in this guy's mouth. <laughs> like I yeah. just... <laughs> He took them out of his mouth. <laughs> okay. It's like there's yeah. so much about the drug world that apparently has eluded me for all of my years of life. Uh, until now. Until no now. You can tell neither one of us have ever shot up heroin. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my question, I like like ridiculously, I was wondering like, is heroin this is gonna make me sound so stupid is heroin the drug that typically is like heated over a spoon or is that a different drug i think that maybe it's the same one is it, is, I thought maybe meth was the one that gets heated oh maybe i don't know but i was like this whole time I'm like doesn't it need to be heated like is that what releases the chemicals how can you just mix it with water and it be okay i don't know Unless there's like different levels of like high you get from like releasing the drug. I don't know. I know that for marijuana, it is the heat that activates the THC mm. in the drug. I'm, I'm more familiar with that drug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more familiar with heroin or meth or how they work. I know they're both opioids. Isn't meth just like stronger heroin? I do not know. We're going to sound dumb. If you know, let us know. But also, we could easily do a Google search, but neither of us is going to. So, no. listeners, if, if you are familiar with which drug requires a spoon and, and in order to be used, you can let us know at navigating Netflix or, <laughs> or on Twitter at a no podcast. Um, yes, put that out publicly as a tweet and say that's a better idea. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, it was interesting to see that. But also, like as I as I said before, like the moment he's taken the drugs, he's like, 
you know, Ella's fun dad again and all that stuff, which is so sad. And I liked also that they were showing things from Ella's perspective. Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, what is what of this is she going to remember when she's like older? Right. And it's kind of like they use sort of the same metaphor of like it being almost like Ella was underwater and like mm-hmm. she hear and see some of what was happening around her kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty interesting. It was but, definitely. Yeah. Seeing like, you know, how Katie enables him because I feel like, like we say so often, like, ah, oh, you know, how, how could she help him? You know, why would she, why would she make, you know, enable him or make it easier for him? And I think that this movie does a good job of showing why, yeah. you know, just like that, that searching for the person that you love, you know, that you know that this person is in there and this drug brings them back. So it's so hard to, right. to not give it to them kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, like, especially in this part, like, you know, this film, because after the, I don't know what exactly happened during at the drug place, but some, <laughs> some, for some reason he, he couldn't, I don't know what happened, but clearly it put him into like even a worse state, or maybe that was just like the normal state of withdrawal. But I know that like, if you just do, you know, go cold turkey on on drugs like that, it can be extremely dangerous to you. And so... But he should probably have still gone to like a rehab center where they could have helped Oh, yeah. Him. But <laughs> definitely. But um, it was kind of, you know, like, especially if you're in that situation where like the, pers- the person that you love is sitting in your passenger seat literally dying. Like, yeah. how do you... Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I think that and I think a lot of times and this isn't true, I'm sure with, you know, every case of withdrawal, but with a lot of the times your your body just makes the person feel like they're going to die because mm-hmm. they it, it's your body is trying to get you to, you know, get the get the drug kind of thing. So it's like right. you're not you're not actually in danger of dying, but you truly believe that you are at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's like what the withdrawal makes you think and makes you feel kind of thing. Yeah. So. I don't know, you know, at what at what stage Seth was in there, but <laughs> right, <laughs> true. But yeah, and then we have <clears throat> like the whole background story. Then is Katie was supposed to be throwing a surprise birthday party for her boyfriend Jack, and she ends up completely missing the entire party. Basically, the whole surprise element of it, anyways, <laughs> because she's dealing with like Seth and and his problems and. And that's just, and and you see, you know, like that. I think that could like comparison of you know seeing her struggling to to balance a normal life and her brother's addiction, and the weight of that is. Oh, I just I love the way it was shot. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was so well done. But it's okay. You don't have to love everything that I do. No, I do agree. I do agree that I like the way it was shot. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. It just just, just didn't just jump out at me. Up fun movie to well it certainly wasn't a fun movie but (laughs) but yeah cinematic 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 yeah cinematic (laughs) (laughs) point of view yeah but no i agree i do agree though that like it was important to have that background story with like this party because it's yes it's an important thing but it's not like the most important thing but then you know jack makes a good point of being like you know, it could, yeah, it could be, you know, like, sometimes, you know, the birth of your own child. Well, no, <laughs> she'd, she'd be kind of hard pressed unless she has a surrogate. She'd be hard pressed to miss that. I think 
that's not a good example. She probably wouldn't miss that. <laughs> but if it were, you know, if she were Jack and Jack's brother was an addict, maybe. But um, I guess. but yeah, no, that's true. But uh, but yeah, I think it was important. And I really like I can't get over how much I really the, the part that I really, really, really liked was like the final part with the metaphor where she, um, you know, she is the, they're in the truck or van or whatever it was and they're all underwater and she just kind of like you know lets go of him and starts yeah. quote swimming out and opens the truck and i like that they had all of the water like pour out of the truck you know yeah. so they like bled the metaphor into and she's standing there like drip you know sopping wet <laughs> yeah i thought that, that was a really kind of cool way where she kind of sat down with her brother first and said you know i do know that you can do all these things you can go to to you know detox and rehab and you can get better but you have to do it without me kind of thing. You know, I can't be this person who takes you there for the umpteenth time, you know, with you telling me that it's going to work this time kind of thing. Right. You have to take charge, take responsibility for your own life. You know, I can't do this anymore and swam out of the car without him. And I think yeah. we're kind of left with the sense that he's not going to swim out of the car, you know? Yeah. At least not <laughs> for the moment, but yeah. he's going he's gonna to stay in the car for, the metaphorical underwater drowning car and probably her actual car for a long time. <laughs> probably. I really, for a brief, for a moment, I thought he was dead in the car. I was like, oop, this is oh, really going to come to a head. Yeah, I think that was what she thought too because she got all panicky and like ran up to it. So. Then he's like, what? Bring me cake? And she just punches him. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think that's an important thing too that like, even outside the the film itself some, is something that people need to realize is that you do, you know, as the addict, but, you know, not only as like the quote enabler or the person who's like bending their life in order to help this other person, more importantly, the, the person who is struggling, in, you know, with drugs or whatever addiction needs to right. at some point come to terms with the fact that like they are the only people who can get themselves out of that situation. And it's like, you can have any crutch you want. You can say that like your life was, you know, your childhood was shitty. You can say like, you never had love in your life and all this stuff. But like at a certain point, as especially as you're, when you're an adult, you need to take responsibility for your actions regardless of what they are. And that doesn't, you don't even have to be like a drug addict for that. But like, (laughs) just in general, I think that people rely too heavily on things of the past. And it's like, as as in uh, knowing people from my own life, I'm like as when you reach a certain point, it's like either you take responsibility or you don't. But you need to stop dragging people down with you. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, you are an adult. You know, take responsibility for your own choices and figure out how to fix your life. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was pretty much what she was telling him. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I I can't stay in this drowning car with you anymore. Yeah. And I think I think it also was good that he that in the film we had Ella in it because I think there's also sometimes this false perception that like being a parent makes you a more responsible human being. Yes. And I that's definitely not the case. Like (laughs) willing to, you know, put Ella through all of this just to shoot up, you know, like he didn't care well he didn't want her there but he wasn't willing to take her someplace else and waste that time to you know 
to before he shot up kind of thing. He wasn't willing to do that for her. So, yeah, I also want to be like, it, who cares that she fell asleep in the back seat? Like, <laughs> take her into the house and have one of your friends watch her while you're driving all around town. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand why she was planning on taking her back to get the cake before she found out, you know, that her brother's rehab thing hadn't worked the first time. Um, like, why why her plan was just to, like, take the, the kid to run all these errands. I don't I never understood that. <laughs> Maybe that's a parent thing. Like, I understand that children are difficult when, like, they've just fallen asleep and you wake them up and then they're all grouchy and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's not her, she's not the parents, and her, the kid's grandparents are at that house, so, like, leave them with the grandparents. <laughs> right, yeah, that would make most sense to me, but whatever. So, do you want to know what the weirdest part, like, the weirdest moment in this movie was for me? <laughs> was it Seth pooping on the floor? No, because it, it didn't actually have anything to do with the story. Oh. <laughs> Like I had this really weird moment when at the very beginning, when the mom and the daughter go into uh, is it like CVS or something like some pharmacy to buy a bunch of junk for the party. Yeah. And everybody is like crowding in line together. And I just mm. had this really weird moment where I got panicky seeing all these people <laughs> shopping without masks on. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Isn't and that- then I had like the, it, it lasted for like a second, and then I was like with this like odd sense of like, well, I don't think it's ever going to be normal to do that again. Like I'm, I'm already seeing it as such like a strange thing that people would be crowded into stores without masks. Like, is that ever going to be something we can do again? And then I had an existential crisis, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> fair. <laughs> my watching experience was. Just to contextualize this a little bit more for our <laughs> listeners, um, I had suggested at first a sort of like apocalyptic film to which Madison said it's a little too close to home. And <laughs> I like that just the smallest thing. <laughs> I like that just the smallest thing was like too much. But it's so true. Like I watched any Christmas Hallmark movies. There's nothing in them that will be scary. <laughs> Minus the fact that everyone will be closed up together, you know? Like, there'll still be lots of... Even... That's the thing, too. Like, people aren't even, like, traveling home for holidays now. So... I mean, I think too many people are still traveling well, home for holidays. Well, right true. Now, but... True, true. <laughs> but, um... Fewer people are, I would think. <laughs> but... True. But, um... No, it's true. Like, I... Anytime I watch, like, a show now or anything, I'm always, like slightly confused about where people's masks are and then i'm like oh oh wait this was 2018 it's fine (laughs) it's all right that's okay when i watch like some youtube videos especially like like food ones um where they're out like interviewing people at restaurants like if they don't have masks i have to like check when it aired (laughs) it's like when was this was this pre-covid is that okay yeah no it's totally true my brain is broken at this point (laughs) no i mean it's yeah we wonder if things will ever be normal again but We just have to hold that hope. Just like, hopefully we won't drown. Hopefully, we, seriously, hopefully we'll swim out of the car. Hopefully we'll all make it and swim out of the car next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, um, Do did you have you, any quotes you wrote down at all? So I was going to ask you. Um, yes, I did. Uh, let me find them. I know that you probably highlighted yours at least, so you can go first. I 
I only have one, so it'll be real easy. Okay. <laughs> I am um, just like the very last thing that the um, self-help narrator says, and it's, um, there will always be a boat at the end of the dock, but you can choose whether or not to board. Mm. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, the, the opportunity or the choice for you to, to go back to whatever is drowning you. But, yeah. you know, you can choose to, to not board that ship. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see, I have a couple that are mostly like silly ones. Um, at the very beginning, when uh, Katie is trying to strap Ella in, but can't figure it out, um, and Seth is helping, he says, can you say Aunt Katie is incompetent? <laughs> <laughs> to which, you know, Ella's like, I'm incompetent. But, uh, or whatever children sound like. But, um... That, but <laughs> <laughs> says someone who's like literally listened to four children grow up but sure but um <laughs> but uh the next one i have written down was um when katie buys all of the need or goes to buy a needle the woman's like oh we have a 10 pack and katie just says that's convenient <laughs> like the, the drug the lady behind the counter there like she 100 percent knew exactly what was happening <laughs> oh 100 and also can we just talk about the fact that like she didn't intend to break the glass she just got got a little upset and threw the key but yeah that woman def she paid with a credit card so that woman knows 100 percent who she is so yeah, she's gonna have to <laughs> deal with that later i think just like when they wouldn't let her back in to return the bathroom key she should have sat it on the ground that's what i was i would have just like set it on like you know uh, the door handle or something but i I am never coming back here again (laughs) take your fucking key yeah seriously and the last thing i have was um just like something that i found interesting which is like one of the friends of uh katie instead of saying turn off the lights she said shut the lights Oh. Who says that? <laughs> I wonder if that was like the actor saying it herself or if that was actually scripted as shut the- Maybe it's a Southern California thing. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah, that's not how I would say. I'd say turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, same. Or turn off the lights. Or turn down the lights if you're just lowering them. But Dim the lights. Oh, dim. Yes. Um, throw, a, throw a red sheet over the light. No. Oh, red over the lamp <laughs> but anyway that's all i have um <laughs> but yes so uh yeah so that's pretty much six balloons and the the yeah. name was referenced i think at the very beginning when ella was like talking about collecting balloons or something wasn't she well i think that the six balloons was in reference to the six little balloons of um heroin that she oh buys. shit i didn't know she bought six okay yeah there you go are. Gotcha. Look at you. Balloons of heroin. Uh, anyway, so there you go. The six balloons. They do not sure, but Yeah. They do make a point, of course, to have like a bunch of balloons at the beginning as well, but that's to throw us off. It is. It worked. It was very It clever. worked for me. But um, way more than six of them at the beginning. Oh yeah, there were like sixty. <laughs> but um anyway. But uh, yeah, so if you have made it this far, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, If you have any suggestions of things that you would like us to watch next time, feel free to reach out and let us know. You can do so on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. 
There we go. So we'll be back uh, next time with something new and exciting. Maybe apocalypsy. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> we'll see how we're doing mentally at that point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Changes going forward. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the meantime, everyone, take care. Make sure you, you know, are still attentive to all things COVID. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, Don't please. Or Christmas or New Year's or Easter, probably. Seriously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just stay home and uh, yeah. listen to our podcast. And yeah, just stay home and binge watch or listen to all of our podcasts. And you know what? Feel free to rate and subscribe if you want to. But yeah, that's up to you. Hit us up and just, you know, tell us tell us about your life and your COVID experience. Yeah, say hey. We'll add a segment where we read your email. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, uh, yeah, so thanks again, everyone. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.